Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk Mythology Drunk Gals. Mythology gals. <laughs> there is no joy. <laughs> there is none. It just falls flat. It does. Like I, we need our, our tripod. <laughs> I try to, you know, it, you're too easy. And it's it's yeah. because I can't be bothered to like play six <laughs> D chess. <laughs> <laughs> I need OG to come back. <laughs> well, so what's the update from OG? Well, okay, so the electrician had to come in and deal with the wiring damage from the squirrels because, you know, as we mentioned last time, Logie was having none. He, he yeah, was I- like, I'm out. This is you. I'm out. Also, I, I forbore sending to our little group um, something I saw on Twitter where it's somewhere in like, you know, BC in Canada where the entire region had an internet outage because a single beaver chewed through oh some my cables. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is it was terrible. the beaver incident. <laughs> oh my God. I'm crying. But yeah. That's hysterical. So, yeah. What we know and what we can share for sure is the situation with OG is developing. Yeah. And that's all we're allowed to say. We're under gag order. I mean, we could tell you, but then we'd have to hunt you all down and kill you. Exactly. And, or, and, you know, hunt ourselves down. Like, right. <laughs> Either way, that would just be bad for business. Yeah. Exactly. We want to do that. Yeah. So this week, it's hot drunk news time. Oh, crap. <laughs> like, we need a news anchor. Oh, is that what you were trying to do? Shut That's up. the sound effect that was supposed to be. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, it's also gals news time. And um, Jen, you want to share? Yeah, I know where you're going. And I know why you tossed it to me. Because- I know. Because I consider don't consider it payback for my little sound effect thing. Yeah, because I don't check the email. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't even know what prompted this, but I suddenly went to our email one day and I was like, holy shit, we got a lot of like junk mail. I gotta like mm-hmm. clean out of here. And oh, look at that. Somebody actually wrote us a legit email from our website. They reached out to us <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> they want to do a collaboration with us. Yeah. From almost two months ago. <laughs> I'm just now seeing the email. <laughs> Yeah, so we did check the email eventually. Eventually, yeah. And so, yeah, we sent a a reply like, okay, so if you're a listener, as much as it seems like you might be from the message, you know we're not good at checking the email. (laughs) But we're getting better. We're actually now checking it at least every couple days. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so did we miss this opportunity? Did we miss this fingernail boat? <laughs> and uh actually wasn't it toenails? Oh yes, you're right. It was, it was toenails. toenails. It worst was a, boat ever. Worst I think boat that's ever. Episode four. Made of toenails. Yeah. I don't think it was episode four, but I'll look at that and well, what whichever. But basically, yeah. it wasn't too late. It was not too late. <laughs> and so next week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, oh, you, you want me to keep talking? Yes, okay. I want you to tell the whole, like, where we're going to be. It's exciting. Uh, yes. Okay, so this awesome person, Frederick, I hope I said that right. Um, He's in, oh, crap, I wrote Stockholm. down. Thank you. Stockholm. And he has a podcast that- A hilarious podcast, by the way, if you've listened yeah. to it. Um, oh, crap. Crap, Kate, I'm bl- digging I- up ancient aliens. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> so here's what he does. He watches that old show on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. Is that the name of the show? Y- yes, unfortunately. That's, that's the History Channel title, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. So he watches that, and then he does a podcast episode trolling the episode. But like I, trolling with facts 
because right. he gets people who are actually archaeologists and historians and subject matter experts to like. And he's an archaeologist himself. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, um, it gives me so much joy to oh, listen to his podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's hysterical to me because he's this calm, sounding, pressured, you know, and but you can soothing. But if you listen to the words he's saying, he's raging. Oh, <laughs> calmly. yeah. He's calmly yeah. raging. Yeah. It's the best thing. It, it's it's <laughs> fantastic. And it, yeah. it affirms my place in this world. Yes. <laughs> but so, yeah, so we'll be uh, on June 28th. We'll be on is that the episode. Date? Is that the date it drops? His episode? That's the, do- that's the drop date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So... <laughs> There's apparently the next episode of this show that's on, you know, his list because he's just going through it from what I understand every season, (laughs) episode by episode. Um, There's an episode on the ancient gods of mythology and alleging that they were actually aliens. (laughs) Like, I mean, oh that's not a spoiler. God. Like, you know, that's what that's, the show Ancient Aliens is going to go right, for. Right, and right. We're not spoiling anything there at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's not going to be a spoiler either to know that uh, we watched the episode and yeah. our oh, husbands rage. collectively had to keep us from throwing shit at the TV. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, my husband, Sam, refused to watch it with me. He's- <laughs> He said, let me know when this garbage is done. <laughs> oh, Eric, Eric, like, wanted to specifically watch it with me because he finds it hilarious when I lose my shit. And I start yeah. screaming at the TV like, wrong in one, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're like a little firework. You go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, we've. Um, it's going to be great. I'm yeah. excited for this. So. I'm- I'm like, Frederick is our new best friend based off of our email communications back and forth. And the fact that he is still willing to communicate with right? us via email. So anyway. Yes. Yeah. That's and what we just, we've got. Yeah. And we were completely us in these emails, like talking about how we're being, you know, cursed by Odin. Yeah. <laughs> like Odin's All out to it. get us. And Frederick's like. He hasn't run screaming. He hasn't. In fact, he's like trying to offer things up for Odin on our behalf. <laughs> it's great. I I I like this man. So he's going to be our new best friend. Yeah. Among others, whether, we, whether we, he we likes still it or have not. Fabulous best friends. So yes. yeah. Um, so before we get started, though, with the actual hot drunk news of the week, right? How about our sacrifices to Odin? Um, well, I don't think he wants me to offer up having to sit through that episode. <laughs> He's got feelings on that episode, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, my true life suffering and I, I'm going I'm to piss off some people when I say this, but people who really pay attention and follow along and know, you know, me and this relationship I have, they get it. Yeah. I'm offering up that I have a visit with my mother tomorrow morning, like a a field trip taking her. Yeah, I mean, family shit trip. is complicated shit. No shade on anybody who struggles and however yeah. you find a way to deal with it, you deal with it. Yeah. And so I'm taking my mother on a field trip tomorrow. And yeah, so that'll be about what probably, what have I said? Like three hours Yeah. of straight, yeah. solid her <laughs> a solid presence yeah yeah so I, yeah i'm offering up the fact that i'm painting again, again? my favorite thing to do what's left I'm the doing, paint well i'm touching up the paint in the bathroom and because our walls in the bathroom are this beautiful dark like marine blue okay but it like there were just little flecks that I kept noticing that got on the ceiling and ceiling got on the wall. So I'm touching up the most irritating part of all painting jobs. Okay. And then I have to touch up paint in the rest of the bedroom because we had to fix some stuff and we've been like moving stuff around and ugh, I just want to be done. And so is this driving you to up. drink? 
<laughs> it is driving me to drink. Like today? <laughs> Indeed. Right now. And- <laughs> I look, we both got our cups. I can hear yours. <laughs> so yeah, I've got Jack. And I have Pinnacle Whipped. You know, at least we're living up to the name of our podcast. Yes. We're doing it. Yeah. Because I, before I watched that alien episode right before we recorded. Yeah. And you're primed. I needed a drink to watch the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good one. And this is going to be a good episode now. So yeah. yeah, let's do our disclaimer. Oh, Crap. You even told me to remember to I write told you down. To take notes for you it. told me to take notes. And I Kate, we I need wrote OG. On a, I wrote on a, the notepad. I wrote disclaimer notes. And I've been sitting here with my pen just kind of like fidgeting on top of the wording. And I still didn't write down any notes. <laughs> well, don't drink and drive notes for right. disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So don't drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, aliens having intercourse with humans. Um, yeah, that's not a spoiler. It's emails, every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. Emails that don't get checked. Um <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, uh, painting. <laughs> painting or field trips. There we go. Field trips with your all mom. All right. Don't drink and drive on field trips with your mom. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young. So for our first story, I'm calling it fuck you secundinus what (laughs) oh my fuck you secundinus and secundinus is a roman name Uh, okay if you say so that would basically mean you were born second i was gonna say this sounds like a foreign language for second or it's a venereal disease no, it, well, I mean, it, venereal, it, it could venereal, be, how do it I? could be something fungal. I mean, I get it. Uh, but yeah, the Romans weren't always that creative with their names. So, oh. you know, you, you would have Quintus, which means fifth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I'm not going to be getting political here, truly. I am just going to say that nothing is new. America is not the first country that wanted to build the wall. The Chinese did it. They did it in a big way. Right. And in fact, the Romans did it often. Oh. And look how well it worked out for them. But hey, no politics. (laughs) So basically, the Romans were definitely trying to make a go of things in Britain, despite the weather, the food, and the people absolutely fucking hating their guts. And while the native Britons fucking hated their guts, the Scots really fucking hated their guts. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) So the Scots hated the Romans so much and caused so much trouble that Emperor Hadrian built the ultimate privacy fence to keep them out. (laughs) And Hadrian was just a champ of a guy who was really into real estate and construction, may have forged the adoption papers that were signed on the deathbed of Emperor Trajan that allowed him to succeed to the throne and was the first Roman emperor in centuries to wear a beard. Oh. And he's considered one of the few, quote unquote, good emperors. Oh. More on him another time. Okay. So, so Hank, I got to pause you a second there. So this Hadrian was Roman? Yes. Or- he was the Roman emperor. Okay. So the Scots, I'm reading the your little notes. The Scots hated the Romans so much that Emperor ha- Emperor Hadrian had to build the f- the wall, yeah, to keep the Scots from invading, him? raiding. Yeah. Oh, ra- Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so <laughs> Roman dude builds a wall because he keeps getting trolled by the Scots. Yeah, the Scots keep throwing parties. <laughs> Like their trash over to TP the yard. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Got it. We're on the same page now. All right. Yep. And it's called Hadrian's Wall. It was started in 122 CE or about 
five years after he took the throne. Okay. Hang on. I, Pod dog, I, in or out? Yeah. I hear the I hear horseradish. Hi, buddy. <laughs> I hear his. Hey, mom, feet. can you shut the door? <laughs> Hi, Kate's mom. <laughs> this is awesome. This is family's complicated. This is the best thing. No, he can stay. Can you shut the door? Mom. This is great. Thank you. Love it. For the record, I love your mom. She is love one of too. my favorite people in the world. One of the, I love yeah, my mom she's, too. She's it's just always, you know, it's like it's oops. interesting living with family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Hadrian. Who okay. we don't want to talk about Hadrian and his family because like oh shit right. was kind of weird. Okay, so you said 122 CE, which was five years after he took the throne. Right. And the wall runs 73 miles all the way across the north of England. Wow. So this wasn't even in Rome. This was while this he was, was in hanging England. out in England. Yeah. And didn't like the next door neighbors. Yeah. I mean, he... He wasn't in England at the time, although Hadrian was one of the only emperors, I think, to visit literally all parts of his empire. Oh. Yeah. He loved okay. traveling. Well, all Apparently right. Apparently it also, you know, that's a good thing and a bad thing because it can also really put a strain on the coffers. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Exactly. You know, it, it's the equivalent of a presidential foreign trip, you yeah. know, times 12. You right. Know. Yeah. So the wall... Uh, goes 73 miles across uh, the north of England. It had watchtowers built every third of a mile. Wow. And it was about 12 feet high and between 8 to 10 feet wide. Whoa. Yeah. This is Holy all kind of give and take because sometimes the terrain would be different or construction materials would be different and, you know, Depends wow. what we can verify from archaeological evidence. 73 miles of this. Yes. Damn. Is it still there or are you going to get to that? I'm going to get to that. So the Romans also dug big ditches on either side of the wall because the ancients just fucking loved digging ditches. They dug <laughs> lots and lots of ditches. Wherever you go, they <laughs> fucking dug a ditch. We're going to declare <laughs> war. Quick, we got to dig a ditch. Literally, that's what they did. Okay. <laughs> so many ditches. So uh, scroll to the uh, picture. Oh, it's a cute little picture. Oh, Kate, tell me if I use this vocabulary word correctly. This picture, which looks like a photograph. It is. It looks so pastoral. Yes. And did that I is use the that correct word? You did. It looks just like this beautiful little grassy I don't know, hillside. Yeah. Rolling hills out yeah. to the sea. Yeah. And you now stone structure that's just kind of snakes along yeah. and a, a ridge. It's, mm -hmm. oh, I'm adding that to our European tour destination. I knew list. you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew it. Um, so, what in the picture you see, you know, this piece of stone wall but then you see like these weird little uh, sort of narrow strip of vertical stones on top of the wall okay they look kind of spiky okay and yeah. uneven yeah so that's actually a modern add-on to keep people from walking on the wall oh the okay. uh the it's actually managed today by the uh Vinlanda, or what is it called? The Vindolanda Trust. Okay. Um, it's a charitable trust that basically, you know, you. So Hadrian's Wall became a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So they have this charitable trust set up to manage it. And okay. yeah, you can actually hike the whole trail across England. <gasps> Very cool. Okay. Yes, so that might I know you're adding it to our spreadsheet. Yeah. That might need to be a trip all by itself, the 73-mile No, we can hike. do that on the way to Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, construction projects like this, ancient or modern, take a lot of planning and a lot of resources. And 
I could have summarized this in my own words, but I'm going to give credit to Wikipedia because they just said it truly most concisely. So other Jen, if you would. Okay. With construction starting in 122, is that BC or CE? CE. Okay. 122 CE. The entire length of the wall was built with an alternating series of forts, each housing as many as 600 men and manned mile castles operated by between 12 and 20 men. All right. So the, so like a little building like every so often is what they're saying. Yep. Along the wall. They built it in chunks. And so like you'd have a big, big fort and then you'd have a small fort and then a big fort and then a small fort. They'd like hopscotch over each other. Okay. All right. It took six years to build most of Hadrian's Wall, with the work coming at the hands of three Roman legions. Legions mean a lot, right? Yeah. The... Uh, legions mean is an actual army term for them. Oh, okay. Uh, the Legio II uh, Augusta. Augusta. Legio VI Victrix. Victrix, yep. Legio Twenty Valeria. Mm-hmm. Victrix. Yep. Okay. Valorous uh, victory. <laughs> uh, okay. Totaling 15,000 soldiers plus some members of the Roman fleet. The production of the wall was not out of the area of expertise for the soldiers, as some would have trained to be surveyors, engineers, masons, and carpenters. Because they were always fucking digging ditches. Because they were always saying. digging ditches. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a pretty big job, you know, in a couple hundred years, the Chinese were like, you know, that was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, we're going to build our own wall. Yeah. Fuck you, Mongolia. (laughs) Um, So human beings, however, are human beings. And no matter what amazing thing we accomplish, there's always human nature. And after the construction was done, there was the job of manning the watchtowers and guarding the border. A really long, bleak border with no internet (laughs) or (laughs) running water or toilet facilities. Oh, I never thought about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is why, you know, the ancients had time to build these amazing things because literally there was nothing fucking else to do. Yeah. Okay. And apparently one dude made himself incredibly unpopular. Of course. So this is actually a really heartwarming story. Um, The Vindolanda Charitable Trust is the nonprofit that manages the maintenance, excavation, and tourism for the wall because there's still excavation going on. Oh, cool. Um, They have a lot of folks who come in and volunteer and get trained in proper archaeological excavation. And then they work under several staff archaeologists and invited researchers. Okay. So on May 19th, volunteer Dylan Herbert, a retired biochemist from South Wales, uh, was doing his part and he was volunteering and he'd been working on this section and there was like this big stone that kept getting in his way. And, you know, he's trying to dig out carefully this little patch. And he, he got permission from the supervisor to move the stone so he could finish the job. And he picked it up. And he turned it over, and he found a oh, dick pic. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, he, oh, crap, he did. Yep. Damn it. And is that le- really what we're looking at? Yes. And like legit. legit, some soldier carved Secundinus Cacator. Oh, my God. Or Cacor. Sorry. Okay. I've seen it. I've seen it both ways, but okay. basically, Secundus the shitter. Oh my god! Or oh Secundus god. is a piece of shit. <laughs> He's a dick. They called the guy. He's a dick. a dick. Secundus is a dick. Oh. <laughs> and then I have a little picture of uh, Mr. Herbert, who actually Dylan. is standing right by his. You know, little discovery. Oh he looks so God. happy and I'm so happy for him. Like, that's and so cool. That's how he goes in the history books. Hey, 
he found a Roman dick pic. I would go into history books for that if that meant I'd be remembered. Um, so yeah, it, and the thing is like the carving of a penis is not quite as big a deal because it was seen as like a symbol of fertility and good luck in the ancient world, blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, you've the told us there are hacker, these, this whole festivals yeah. about it. Yeah. About so, fertility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Penis bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is still on the grocery list. The uh, Exactly. The, the, so yeah. now this just think for a second. This isn't your average key on the bathroom door scratching. Oh no! Like, some yeah, dude picture... had to sit. Th- That's he deep. had to sit there for fucking hours, literally yeah. chiseling his graffiti yeah. into a rock. Yeah, this is not a shallow scratch on the surface. This is, yeah, deeply carved. I yeah. mean, he must have been like fucking secundinous, fucking secundinous. <laughs> He really, really, really hated Secundinus. And but, now, yeah. for whatever he did, you know, Secundinus is uh, forever known as the shitter. Oh, my God. Oh, and this is just one of 13 ancient dick carvings that have been found <gasps> on the wall. Oh, my God. Okay. Which just means if we built a wall, yeah. it would end up covered in dick graffiti with Tyler is a piece of shit on one side and Jose es un mierda on the other side because nothing is new. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so but I do have to ask how legit do we know this to be authentic? I'm not phrasing it could my have been words aliens. right. It could have been aliens. <laughs> fucking aliens. No, no, it, it it's it's actually legit. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it because I... Well, because remember, yeah. like, when we did Greek Norsevember, I talked about how the Vikings oh, yeah. were the worst tourists ever and they right. left graffiti. They carved yes. graffiti into actual statues yes. and shit. Yes. Church pillars and stuff. Yes. So, you know... I keep hitting my pop like I said, filter. I'm going to get yelled at nights, like him. <laughs> the nights were long. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time to stew on how much Secundus... Really pissed you off. Right. You know? Okay. Somebody was going to do it. And I'm sure, yeah. like, because, I mean, look at the depth of that dick carving. That's saying. That's. I think whoever did it had, like, somebody watching out saying, hey, Secundus is coming. Right. <laughs> and then they, like, covered it up and were like, oh, do, 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 nothing going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So what else that, you got for us today? I got death in Pompeii. What didn't everybody die in Pompeii? What's unique about it? Everybody did. So a lot of people made it out. Okay. All right. Now we have, you know, Pompeii, the one with the volcano that went boom, and the bodies or the casts of bodies. Right. There's right. more? There's more. Oh. <laughs> it, it turns out it wasn't just the hollow reverse castings of body impressions that were uncovered. They eventually found whole skeletons during some of the earlier excavations. Okay. And so what do scientists do when they get their hands on potential sources of genetic material? <gasps> they try oh, to sh- bring back dinosaurs. Oh, shit. Sorry, wrong plot line. <laughs> but they do try to extract and map a full genetic sequence. Which I am all on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. So scientists have been doing genetic sequencing experiments on human and animal remains from Pompeii and the other Vesuvius-related disaster sites like Herculaneum for about two decades. However, because of the initial high heat time elapsed, Mm. soil conditions, there was a lot of damage to the material and, you know, only so far to date, only partial sequences could be mapped. Makes sense. Now, on May 26th, I told you, this is like happening news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of these events have May dates. Timestamps. These are 
2022. <laughs> Which is like breaking in the world of archaeology. <laughs> so on May 26th in the journal Nature, a group of researchers published the first full human DNA wow. sequence from a victim of Pompeii. That is so cool. Right? So freaking cool. I know. I and need to know more. Tell me what they've figured out from this. Okay. So the skeleton was from a man between 35 to 40 years old, and he was about five foot three, which is about average based okay. on other remains over time in the greater Roman Peninsula area that they okay. found. Um, he was found in a site called the House of the Smith, or some translations some translations say House of the Cabinet Maker. Okay. Basically, it was a modest craftsman's home workshop because in the old days okay. you worked where you live. Like right. nothing is new. Working from home, nothing yeah. is new. <laughs> um Found near him was another skeleton, that of a woman over the age of 50, who was about five feet tall. Oh. And if you scroll down to the <gasps> picture. Am I going to see a skeleton? You're going to see two. Oh, fascinating. So basically, these were discovered in 1932, 33, and they were um, found in what they think was either the dining room or an area that they used for a dining room. And they were resting up or leaning against what remained of a triclinium or basically the fancy chaise lounge that the Romans used to lie on for eating. Oh, okay. Because they didn't sit up. They, they reclined while they ate. All righty. So paleopathological, remember that word? No. <laughs> we did that in one of our hot drunk episodes, hot drunk okay. news episodes. So paleopathology is, you know, basically going way, way back to try and study, you know, human remains. Oh, and okay. Just like a pathologist would, you know, in a lab, you know, a Got pathologist it. would do an autopsy. A pathologist would determine a cause of death, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Um, so paleopathology is just old. <laughs> Got it. Pathology. Okay. So paleopathological analysis shows they probably died instantly from the approach of the high temperature volcanic ash cloud. Wow. So what they've been finding recently is that they and a lot of um, other victims didn't die from you know, inhaling the ash and smoke, they actually died probably instantly from the flash heat. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm trying to think back. I watched sort of a recreation of a time elapse of the eruption of Vesuvius. Mm -hmm. And even before like the cloud and the flames and everything, there would have been this immense burst of heat waves. Right. Got it. Okay. And so basically they got microwaved. Oh, instantly. Damn. Oh, but that's wow. probably a good thing because they didn't have to suffer through death by asphyxiation, which yeah, I would rather go instantly than that. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So now that we tackled paleopathology, we have two more words. Uh Oh, paleogenomic. Um, okay. Bioarchaeological. Okay. Paleogenomic. I can take the context clues that this is the, you know, the DNA of ancient something ancient. DNA sequencing. Bioarchaeological. I guess they're trying to get some sort of biological material to, yeah, to study from these. Pretty much. <clears throat> And, you know, it, it, it would study the, you know, okay. the biology and the organics of whatever might have impacted the remains or. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. So Very cool. these were the analyses that were done on these two skeletons. Unfortunately, the woman's DNA was too damaged to provide a complete sequence. They were basically able to tell, again, that she was female, that she was over 50, 
And, you know, from her bones, not from the DNA, they were able to tell that she suffered from arthritis. Oh. And that may be why she wasn't able to evacuate from earlier warn earlier warnings that were going through the town. Oh. Although a lot of people were like, yeah, we're used to these little tremors because for months and even years, like pre-volcano, you can have, pre-eruption rather, you can have like little tiny tremors and earthquakes. And so, right. yeah, I mean, some po- folks were just like, meh, write it out. Um, now the man, he may not have been able to flee for a whole other reason. He probably oh. couldn't move very well because he had fucking spinal tuberculosis. Oh, <gasps> they know that? Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Holy shit. Now, I had to ask what the fuck is spinal tuberculosis because I'm used to like the one that settles in your lung, but apparently this is a horrifying variation that settles in your bones. So other gen, oh, if you would, damn. the reading from the okay. NIH. Oh shit. This is going to be good if it's coming from the NIH. Okay. Spinal tuberculosis. Oh, damn, the vodka's kicking in. I know. I was like, I was just thinking, oh, I I don't know if she should do this with the vodka. It's going to be fun. This will be fun. Spinal tuberculosis causes the destruction, collapse of vertebrae, and angulation of vertebral column. The progression of spinal tuberculosis is slow and insidious, kind of like how I'm having to read this. (laughs) (laughs) It's an agonizing progression. (laughs) The total duration of the illness varies from a few months to a few years, with the average disease duration ranging from four to 11 months. Oh my God. And yeah, does this result in death or? Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, today it's treatable. It's curable. Oh yeah. Okay. But like, I think that from what I skimmed, honestly, I saw that one of the treatments was like chemotherapy because it's in your bones Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it's not okay. like the one tuberculosis where they load you down with antibiotics and like send you to a nice warm, dry climate. Yeah. Um, this is this is like musculoskeletal tuberculosis. Yeah. And, that's but apparently bad. there was a lot of this going around at the time in the area. Hmm. And that's a whole other epidemiological, paleo-epidemiological Whatever. question for another day. I am not trying to say that with the vodka. Right? <laughs> but I mean, this guy might have been out the door anyway, but right. even if he was out the door, he wouldn't have been running very fast. Right. And I mean, know. based on the ages that they were p- placing these two, yeah, I'm guessing it's a mother and a son. That's what I'm thinking. A because, mother and a son. And yeah. they're saying you the know, woman was over 50. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he was 35. The, between 35 and 40. Yeah. So yeah. it's I'm I'm going with I mean, if know, she was 55, say, yeah. He she would have been 20 when she had him. Yeah. 15 to yeah. 20, which makes sense, I think. Total, totally plausible given the yeah. time period. So yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, as far as what else this man's DNA revealed, um, you know, surprisingly, it's not very surprising. (laughs) His genetics were actually pretty similar to those of the region at the time with maybe a side trip to Sardinia on the maternal side, I think. Oh, wow. I'd have to double check that. But yeah, I mean, you know... The people of the Roman (laughs) Peninsula, you know, the genetic haplogroups, um, you know, there's a little bit from everywhere coming into it. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you go far enough back, we have a little bit of everybody in everybody. Right. Um, And actually, 
uh, I'll include the link to the nature article because it goes into a fuck ton of data and graphs and haplogroups. <gasps> I know. Data I and just, graphs. I just turned you on. I data know. and graphs. I'm all and over it's this. it's fully accessible. Oh, they I They even it. talk about standard deviation. Oh, <gasps> shit, Kate. Damn it. I know. Exactly. I got shit so, to do tomorrow. I'm going to go on a field trip with my mom. Damn it. <laughs> I want to look at data and graphs instead. <laughs> anyway. Well, so, yeah. I mean, but the most important thing that we get from this is that even though it was a real challenge, apparently, to get the DNA, and they had to use like several different types of DNA extraction and analysis, they actually could do it. And it was yeah. possible to get a full DNA sequence. Oh, I love and it. yay, science. That's awesome. Science yes. skipping through the pages of knowledge hand in hand with history. <laughs> right? I love it. Love, and love, love it. finally, we have... The silver lining of climate change, sort of, kind of. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know if you've seen in news stories, but it pops up in my feed. Like every part of the country and possibly the world, but I'm not interested enough to check that, has been dealing with weather extremes. Okay. Like yeah. heat waves, storms, droughts, like it's really already in full swing. Um, Do we want to Long talk about what I experienced just in the two hours before we hit record? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We have, oh, yeah. we have like bordering on triple digit Fahrenheit uh, temperatures here all week long. Mm -hmm. We're recording this on a Thursday evening and this whole week evening. has been high temperatures here in North Carolina, as well as about two hours ago, we had a nasty little storm come through that, okay, yeah, summertime, high heat, afternoon thunderstorms, that's not abnormal, but they're getting a whole lot more frequent and a whole mm -hmm. lot more vicious. Um, yeah. And I mean, Carolina thunderstorms are no joke to no, start they're with. No. Right. Exactly. Um, it's normal for us to have the thunderstorms that rattle the house. That's yeah, that's common. But this one, was yeah, I grew up in Indiana. Really, we had the same. Yeah, this was really rattling the house to the point I experienced. I saw something for the first time. I'm sure this has happened to other people elsewhere, but first time I saw this or experienced this, power goes out. Mm -hmm. You lose the Wi-Fi, and you and I were texting through this. Yeah, and. Power goes out and I lose the Wi-Fi. So I'm like, okay, I just shut off the Wi-Fi and I'll just go to cell signal. Mm -hmm. The cell tower was out. Yeah. That's never happened. you disappeared for a few minutes. I'm like, what? Where'd you go? That's never happened before. Right? I've, I've never experienced the cell tower going down. Now, the power was out for only like about two minutes. Before it came back up, yeah. maybe, maybe not even two minutes. minutes. Might not have even been that long. Comes back up. The cell tower did not come back up for almost 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing it was, you know, it switched over to a generator or they rebooted it. I, I don't know the, all the ins and outs of how that goes down, but that was just new yeah. for me. And it's like, okay, that was vicious. Or maybe it wasn't any more vicious. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I would I'm, say triple yeah. digit heat is, or, or bordering on triple digit heat in June. Like yeah. July and August, yeah. yeah. But like, that's yeah. a little early for North Carolina. But it is. I mean, yeah. here in Long Beach, we haven't really had much that I've noticed, but... Yeah. Uh, then again, it's only a few short months before fire season, which is what mm. we call fall here in Southern California. Right. Oh, we got fires here right now. When I drove to yeah. the office this morning, I could smell forest fire and I, there was ash in the air as I pulled into the parking lot at the office. Yeah. I mean, I, I always say if Long Beach burns, then it's the end of LA. Because <laughs> <laughs> if the fire gets um, all the way here. Like, yeah. 
that's gone wrong. So anyway, but basically glaciers are melting, causing flooding, and droughts are drying up lakes and reservoirs. While flooding is fucking up a ton of archaeological sites and burying them underwater, the droughts are actually giving back. Odin giveth and Odin taketh. Blessed be the rye cracker. (laughs) (laughs) And this story actually goes back to 2018 when a drought started lowering the water level of a dam in Mosul in Iraq. And yeah, and then they just recently released their findings, like literally this past week. So this triggered a frantic race to assemble funding and a team and get permission to excavate and map what turned out to be a huge fucking ancient city. <gasps> wow. Seriously, shit like this happens, but all Hollywood do can do is like make sequel number seven of some bullshit stupid movie. That's, yeah. Ah. Uh. So if you scroll down, you'll see the photo <gasps> of so- literally emerging from the water. Yeah, You can see this. Well, I, I, I want a gen description. Um, okay, so I got I to gotta zoom in because, you know, my eyesight's getting yeah, crappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the view? Oh, there it is. Okay, zoom. Let's kind of double the size. Woo, okay, there we go. Um, so, yeah, it looks like a sandbar. Mm-hmm. But what you're telling me is that this used to be completely underwater, but now that there's drought, it's exposed. Yep. And it looks like grids of... Your favorite type of system. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> there's grids. <laughs> I love it. Somebody it's a gridded a, city. It's a gridded city. Um, But it's small. It's not giant from, you know, because you can see there's some people in here. Yeah. So I mean, this is just part of it. Yeah. So what's exposed, I would say this is probably about the size of maybe a quarter of a city block of what's been exposed here. But you can see... I, it's almost like kind of a cul-de-sac. Yeah. But like a neighborhood cul-de-sac. The grid. You know what I mean? Yeah. The grid of I, cobblestone is what I think I'm looking for, but maybe it's like... Brick. the Okay. The bricks. It's clay brick. Yeah. Is that what... It, this is it's clay bricks mm-hmm. or is it yep. the impressions left behind from no it's clay brick clay. it's actually brick you'll see okay. i've got a few more photos oh okay um, yeah. and i'll link to the article so everybody can see but because it's so cool yeah and then there's stuff that looks like possibly the last remains of where a structure stood of yep like you have stones like a stone house or mm-hmm. a stone building of some sort that was yep. so very square. I love it. Um, nice straight <laughs> lines. This is great. But can you see how it trails into the water? Yeah. So there's still more yeah. to excavate. It's right. just underwater. And, you know, yeah. the, it's it's the age-old 20th century conundrum. Like, Mosul, Mosul needs electricity. Mm-hmm. Um so we have to bury this ancient city underwater, you know, to create wow. a dam. Like it, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's wow. bittersweet. What do you do? So it turns out this is the remains of a major city called Zakiku. Cool. I and like that it, name. Zakiku. And it was a major hub of the Mitanni Empire, which basically kicked up its shit from around 1500 to 1350 BCE. Cool. They basically reached from the Mediterranean to like a little bit further east of Iraq. And yeah, they were big time. Like they fought with the Egyptians. They, you know, they were in Assyria and Babylon. And then they were kind of like, eh, they gave up the ghost with the Hittites. <laughs> okay. So, and, and just for reference to kind of give you a timeline placement, yeah. 1500 BCE is around the time of the 18th dynasty in Egypt. So Egypt had been doing its pyramid and dynasty okay. thing for a while. Okay. It's ostensibly when Exodus happens in the Bible. Oh. 
Now, in the 1380s, the Palace of Knossos, remember last week when we talked about the Minotaur? A little bit. And the Labyrinth and Ariadne who got, you know, dumped by her boyfriend on an island. Like, they were from the island of Crete and that giant palace. So I drank um, a lot when we recorded last I know. I did too. So, But (laughs) basically, the Palace of Knossos, where the Minotaur and the Labyrinth were – um, was destroyed by an earthquake. Okay. Troy got punked <laughs> by the Greeks in 1100 BCE. And then eventually Homer and Hesiod did their thing around 800 BCE. Okay. So this is so, a long time before Homer it, and it's, Hesiod. It's about, yeah, it's like 400 years before Troy you know, the Trojan War, which was 300 years before Homer. Gotcha. But I mean, all of this is to say that humanity was like hot and happening and doing pretty cool shit with like building and trade and travel in the ancient world. Yeah. So what they've uncovered so far are multiple buildings, walls, towers, and a huge central building that might have been some sort of depot or storehouse where goods from all over the empire and beyond were stored. Oh, that's so cool. And if you scroll a little bit down, I included (gasps) some pictures from the actual dig. These are so cool. It's like they've and they've dug down now. So you yeah, get, and you can still see the brick and mortar patterns. The bricks and the patterns, and it's still in a nice grid. <laughs> oh, I love these people. These are my. They people. They also found parts of a palace with twenty-two foot tall walls. Wow, that were not only intact but were still fucking painted. In red and blue. Oh, my God. Are and you that's serious? Not all. Wait, okay. I'm about to lay on you your favorite thing in the whole world. Uh-oh. And I mean, second to Fenrir. They found a huge sealed clay jar with more than 100 clay cuneiform tablets. Oh, Think shit. Ostraca. They were the, the timesheets from the HR department. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, Kate, we have and to it- go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go. We'll add Mosul to our our world uh, tour. <laughs> um, basically, oh. if you scroll down, you will see. And this is something I saw a lot of actually when I was in Greece, when I was on the island of Crete. Like I went to sites that weren't Knossos, fucking okay. Knossos, and I found like. You'd see these just giant stacks of these clay jars. They called them pithoi in Greece. And they'd just be in store, like excavated storerooms, rows and rows of these jars. Wow. And in these jars, they found um, these tablets. So they think that the walls of the palace and these pithoi and all of this survived because there was an earthquake at some point that collapsed the upper floors and ceilings, basically sealing the rooms against water. Okay. And then if you add to that the fact that the ancient sealed shit for shipment in a way that I wish they would do today. Wow. It really fucking preserved the freshness. They basically dipped these cuneiform tablets in wax. Oh, so okay. if you scroll down, I have a picture, <gasps> and it's looking the- into the actual jar. It's where one you of can the see little tablets with the ledger. Oh, yep. okay, and you can see the actual wax, fossilized wax covering. Yeah, on them. this is crazy. This is so I mean, freaking wild. One hundred cuneiform tablets. This is yeah. this is like finding in a historical sense the Ark of the Covenant because like yeah. this is this is <clears throat> I mean the number the the knowledge that these will give us yeah is can they insane can now, they decipher scroll- can they 
Yeah. Under- oh, we can read cuneiform. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. And they can, they can, they've translated the Mitanni language. And if you scroll down even further, mm-hmm. you will see a dedicated young researcher carefully working on removing excess wax and stone and buildup. Wow. On the tablets. That is so wild. It's freaky. And there's so much more to uncover there. Like they've just literally and figuratively scratched the surface. Yeah. But they have to like hurry and dig it all up before the climate, but um snare changes oh. again. And it floods, covering oh, it again. Oh my God. But apparently now, for now, they are uh, using IKEA bags as tarps to keep everything covered what? and ostensibly dry. You're if you making down, that up. You'll see, uh, it's the same blue okay. material that they use for the IKEA bags. That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, wow, they used a lot of IKEA bags. <laughs> it's just a blue tarp. It's not IKEA bags, you know, listeners. It has been a week. It has. <laughs> So, yeah, this is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I love it. All the news you never wanted, but you got anyway. Right? Oh, this is great. Yeah. yeah, Um, These cuneiform tablets, I am so excited. I'm going to, like, keep following this story. I mean, it'll probably be a while before we learn anything more about the tablets, but. Yeah. I want to know what's on them, you know? Yeah. Like, are they, I'm, I'm looking for. Like you had before, these you know HR legends yeah. of Joey well, with think, stick. <laughs> I mean, you have to think that they were preserved by you know they found a lot of tablets you know in situ that were just you know laying around right other places, but these were literally coated in wax. Yeah, and yeah. so you know. You got to wonder what was important enough to protect in such a way. Right. And what was important enough to protect with transport, right. you know, through transport with these jars. Yeah. I'm I'm excited yeah. to find out what happened. So, yeah. yeah. This was that awesome. That was it. The fucking end. Yes, the fucking end. And I'm so buzzed. I, my cup is pretty much just ice left. How about you? Uh, no, I still have some of mine, but that's because I've been talking so much. You have. Yes. You did a lot of talking. Yeah. So, um, what are we going to talk about next week? Actually, uh, next week is the original TPS report. What? Yeah. That'd be great. No. (laughs) So this got me excited to tackle something I've been wanting to do for a while, which is the Antikythera. Or Antikythera, huh? depending on how you pronounce it. Okay. The world's first computer. What? Okay. Comes complete with Windows Zero. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> it's basically this really cool, weird machine they discovered in a an ancient Greek shipwreck. Oh. And it looks like it could have been an ancient alien thing, except it wasn't because humans actually can come up with ideas. But anyway, more on that (laughs) next week and more just general rage about this is not how you history. Right. uh, On our appearance on Digging Up Ancient Aliens on June 28th. Yes. Yeah. And we did mention Fenrir. We did. Yes, you did. You dropped his name. I did. Second... You know, yep, you love Ostraca, second only to Fenrir. Second only to Fenrir. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to get the details on our appearance, see some of the photos from today, uh, you can uh, subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. We're on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web at DrunkMythologyGals.com. On Patreon at patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals, where I'm planning another lit crit for tomorrow. I'm just saying, be ready. Oh, 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 yeah. Or you can go find the, the episode that we're talking about where we dig into the um, ancient 
a human resources it, ledgers. It was the TPS report. It was a deep dive for the TPS report. Yeah, that was that was oh, that was that a great was, episode. Yeah, I I love doing the deep dives because like yes. I don't have to necessarily tie it to mythology. Like I can just take something and just go with it. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if you want, you can send us an email because we are currently checking the email. <laughs> Kate and I are sharing it, kind of the responsibility. About what every other day, maybe every third day, yeah, we're looking at it. Well, I mean, this week has been almost every day. Okay, but um, yeah, yeah. Gals at drunkmythologygals.com. I'll even pull it up right now <laughs> while you talk about Kim. There you go. <laughs> and special thanks to Sound Effects Kim and Frida the Podcat for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, wow, I have an Ikea bag. I wonder what I can do with it. Oh, hey, let's go to Mosul and <laughs> use it to preserve ancient ancient cuneiform tablets we need og here it's just not as good without her so finally always remember if the gods can behave badly then so can you